Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When we worship God and come into His presence, we get to experience the depth of His love as our hearts and minds are transformed. Cece Winans, Nicole C., Jamie Ivey, Karen Harmon, and Nicole Binion are leading us in a powerful conversation on surrender and healing through worship. Come on, join us. The thing I love the most about the presence of God <laughs> is how I am transformed in his presence. And I, every time I come to his presence, into his presence, I'm renewed. Um, but there are definitely some moments in my history with God that I could look back on and say, man, that, that experienced marked me, changed me forever. And, um, it was about the year 1999. I was a young mom. My husband and I were in a new season of ministry. We had, um, resigned a position at a great church and, and we were really following, uh, what the Lord was calling us into. And we were traveling full time on the road and our firstborn son, was about six, seven months old. And so every week, you know, we're getting on airplanes and I'm, you know, I'm, we've got the baby, we've got all the baby gear. And, um, you know, it's kind of that time in life when you, you're supposed to be kind of settling down, you think, but here we were just going all over the place. And so I was really struggling with depression during the season. I think part of it was like a postpartum thing, but just this big transition in life. And, the only moments I really felt peace was when I was in the presence of God. But on a daily basis, my husband was really kind of having to put up with a lot of, <laughs> with a lot of, you know, really anguish in my heart that I, I was feeling and experiencing. Um, and so there was this, 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 this day we, we were supposed to go, uh, go lead worship up in Toronto, Canada for a meeting that we were doing there. Uh, we were doing a lot of work with a particular minister and, um, we were having incredible, uh, experiences in the presence of God. Um, but this particular trip, it was like, I, I was just, I, I was really feeling that dark cloud heavy over me. And, and the night before we were supposed to leave, I, just really lost it. I mean, I, I found myself in a fetal position on our bed and uh, just sobbing, crying. Um, my heart was in so much pain and anguish of just my, my, my spirit knew that what we were doing was, was following the Lord and I knew it was right, but my soul, my mind, my emotions, my will was fighting it every step of the way. And I remember there was a moment when I thought, I could just choose to stay here curled up in this bed mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just say, you know what? I'm not going on another trip. <laughs> I'm not going to do one more thing that's uncomfortable to my flesh. Mm. Um, but man, I remember thinking, okay, one more time, God, I'm going to mm -hmm. get up one more time and I'm going to do this hard thing one more time. And uh, man, we went to Toronto and we had these, the couple nights of meetings and the last night there, I found myself just um, just caught up in the most beautiful presence of God. I was just really sitting on the floor. We had really a couple hours of just really uh, like soaking in the presence of God. And it was such a beautiful, sweet presence there. And um, 
it wasn't even like there was a moment where I knew like, oh, this depression is lifted off of me. I didn't know it really in the moment. Mm -hmm. I was just experiencing him. Mm -hmm. And I was so glad that I had said yes one more time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I left Canada transformed. I left mm. Canada mm. with without that cloud of darkness mm. and um, depression that had been just following me around mm -hmm. and, um, you know, getting into my bones. And um, I, I didn't even really realize it, I think, until days later that, mm. wow, I'm not feeling that darkness. I'm not feeling you know, that, that anguish anymore. And I realized that's what happened yeah. in the presence of God that last night uh, up there in Toronto. And I was transformed in the yeah. presence of God. And there've been many moments, you know, uh, uh, from glory to glory, right? We're, we're transformed, but that was definitely a landmark in my life mm -hmm. um, of the power of transformation. Uh, it, what's really available in the presence mm -hmm. of God when we bring Him our worship, when we when we lay our lives down as a sacrifice. Yeah. Um, he is so good to us, mm -hmm. and He really renews us and transforms us. Yeah. That's so good, Nicole. Such a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a great testimony. Um, and it just reminds me of the scripture that the garment of praise will lift the spirit of heaviness. Ooh, yes. You know, it, it, it yes. works. It yes. works. It works every single time. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, notice you said you also spent time where you were, what you say, two hours, I think. You know, I think I think yeah. praise and worship yeah. is something we do every day and all day. And yes, you can do it in the car. And yes, you can do it on the run and you can do it while you're cooking dinner. You know, all of that is a part of it. But right. there's nothing like taking out that time. Because sometimes you just have to cry out. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you have mm -hmm. to put everything else on hold and That's say, right. you know what? I got to make it to yes. the throne. I have to touch his feet. It's like yes. the woman pressing through yes. to touch the hem of his garment. Yeah. You, you, nothing can stay because, because yeah. you, you can't make it without mm -mm. it. Mm -mm. That's right. That is just how I've handled those moments in life that will take the, the breath out of you. It's just yes. to fall down and to cry out to him. Yes. You know, you're not trying to be cute. You're not no. trying to keep your makeup right. You could really care less about yeah. what everybody else think because if I don't touch the helmet of his mm. garment, I'm not going to make it. That's right. Yeah. That's you know, because right. the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He comes to take everything yeah. we have yeah. our children, our marriage, our emotions, yeah. whatever, our, our mental state, whatever mm -hmm. he can take. Yeah. But worship will. I don't know. It, mm. it's, a, it's a way of escape. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, mm. he said, if you draw yeah. nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. If ever yeah. you need him to come, God inhabits the praises of his mm -hmm. people. And whenever you need yeah. him to yeah. show up, start worshiping. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You know, this Preach reminds it. me of, yes. it, it reminds me also of, um, things over in first Samuel, Hannah in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Hannah was going mm -hmm. through, she had some yeah. drama in her home. Her husband had a whole nother wife, you know, that's a whole nother other, but she was depressed. And every time they, <laughs> Every year they go to Shiloh, they go to church and they'd have their service and they would, you know, present sacrifices. But Hannah was depressed. She was still going through. So she was like, I really can't enter in. And the Bible says one day after they had all, you know, ate and she had lost her appetite. So she wasn't eating. All of a sudden she, did, she had had enough. So she stood up, the Bible said, and she went over to the door where Eli, the priest was. Mm -hmm. And she didn't have any fancy words. She didn't have any, 
you know, thus saith the Lord. But this woman went down low. She began to cry. She began to snot. And God heard her tear ease. <laughs> he understands tear ease as well. So she's crying out to God and she's making vows to him. And, and you know, of course, she's misunderstood because the priest thought she was drunk and you know, she didn't get an attitude saying, that's why I don't come to church because you're always judging us. But <laughs> but she was still like, okay, I was talking to God. I was pouring out my heart. You know, I wasn't, yes, it's, I wasn't consuming this way. I was pouring out. And so sometimes it's necessary to pour out. But what I love was, is that when Hannah got up, the Bible says, talks about later how she worshiped, but Hannah, her face was no longer downcast and her appetite had returned. Mm -hmm. And she had believed by faith that she had received from God in that moment, even though she still wasn't pregnant. That's what she was asking God for was a child. But she believed by faith she had already had that. Mm -hmm. And so everything on the outside changed because of what she had done from the inside out. That's good. So she poured out. So sometimes yeah. in the midst of those situations, y'all, we've got to give it to God. We've got to say, God, I don't have any fancy words. You know, all I got is hurt and heartache. Mm -hmm. All I have is failures. All I have is a barren womb. Whatever it is, pour it out to God. And then by faith, receive what he has for you because you're living in a posture of surrender. You're living in a posture of worship. Awesome. I know there's been so many times in my life where I have gone into worship feeling completely depleted. Yeah. You know, I think we all have those times in life where mm -hmm. it feels like, man, I just have nothing to give, yeah. but we don't have to enter his presence with this perfection. Yeah. He just asks us to come That's as good. we are. Mm -hmm. And I've gone into his presence depleted and I've come out of his presence energized. Oh. I've come out of his yeah. presence refreshed and renewed. And I remember a specific time, um, we were married for about a year, a little over a year. And we were going through a really, really mm. difficult time in our marriage. And I had called a divorce lawyer. And that's how serious it was. And I remember sitting in our apartment, um, our little apartment alone, and the Holy Spirit drawing me to come into worship. <laughs> and so I went into mm. our spare bedroom. We just this tiny little room uh, where we kept our computer and a stereo. And, and I popped in a CD. And I went into that room and I just mm. laid face down on that carpet mm -hmm. and I sobbed, I mean, saturating that carpet mm -hmm. and just ugly cried mm -hmm. face down before the Lord while yeah. that worship music was playing. And there was a song that came on that uh, was written by one of our, our worship pastors then, his name's Zach Neeson. It's a song called, The More I Seek You. And I, I wanna read you some of these lyrics. Yeah. It says, the more I seek you, the more I find you. The more I find you, the more I love you. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lay back against you and breathe, feel your heartbeat. This love is so real. It's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. It's overwhelming. And that still evokes an emotional response to me because it straight up takes me into the presence of the Lord, even hearing that song all these years later and hearing the lyrics. But in that moment when I was laying face down, I could physically feel Jesus scoop me up into his arms, set me down into his lap. Let me just lean back against him and let him just hold me and remind me that he loves me, remind me that he has me. And that's really all that that is to be in his presence is letting mm -hmm. him pour his love out on you as you pour your love out on him. Mm -hmm. But sometimes yeah. it's just resting in his arms and just sitting in his presence. And you guys, at that moment, I remember getting up yeah. out off the floor and out of that room. And I walked out of that room feeling refreshed, mm -hmm. feeling hopeful, 
going from being broken, laying on the ground, just sobbing, coming out, going, you know what? I don't know how you're going to do this, Lord, just <laughs> yeah. like Hannah. Like, I'm yeah. not sure how you're going to do this on the other side. I'm not sure how you're going to restore our marriage. I'm not sure how you're going to um, give me peace and hope and trust again that you're going to do this. Mm -hmm. But I have a renewed yeah. sense of hope that you mm, will, yeah. and I trust you in it. And y'all now will be celebrating 17 years at the end of this uh, year. And I'm so grateful for the goodness Congrats. and the faithfulness of God. So it just awesome. gets better with age. But yeah, it goes down to just being in his yes. presence, oh, right? We are renewed, yeah. we are transformed, we are refreshed in his presence. There's yes. just nothing, nothing like it. Nothing. Wow. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's great. Mm. You know, I've noticed over the past years of my life, I've been following Jesus since um, 1999. And the more I have learned to trust him about not only who he is, but who he says that I am, mm -hmm. that changes the way I experience my time with him. I mean, I remember, Nicole, when you were talking about an early experience of having that moment, uh, I remember you guys listening. The first song that ever like moved me to tears after I started following Jesus was, I can only imagine. There I was like, you know, 20 something years ago. And I hear that song and all of a sudden I'm like, I can't even imagine this. And yeah. I just had this moment of crying. <laughs> I remember that so much. Um, but as I've grown and as I've learned to trust his word, when he says that, that I am chosen, like he says in first mm -hmm. Peter, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a new creation. I'm a royal priest. I'm a holy nation. And it says this, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into marvelous light. Mm -hmm. And I think when I really, really believe, God, I trust you, what mm -hmm. you say about me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the reason that, that I yeah. get to proclaim this is because I was once in dark. Mm -hmm. You have pulled me out and yeah. I get to proclaim the excellency of that. Wow. That is that is moving to me. It is moving to those around me. And so yeah. I even, I love hearing y'all stories of, of having those encounters that you remember, whether it be in a hotel room or for me at my, at my parents' living in room listening to that song together on a CD as well, because that's how we did things. <laughs> but I look back and I think, man, God, the more I know and trust and love you, mm -hmm. the more my heart is engaging in those moments with mm -hmm. you as well. And so I, I, I just, I, I know that that's been helpful for me over 20 something years of engaging in worship with the Father. I believe when we're worshiping, mm -hmm. we're called to worship with all of our might. And um, Cece, I got to give you a shout out, okay? I know you're one of my big sisters in the faith, and I thank you. <laughs> but it has been a privilege, really. I think you have mentored a lot of us, even from afar, for many years, in the way that every time you take that mic, you know, from the time you were 17, that we all started seeing you, mm -hmm. to now, you always give it all that you have. Mm -hmm. And what you're declaring might be praise, but the act is worship. You know, mm -hmm. and so I think it teaches us to say, okay, whatever you're doing in every situation, and I'm sure you may not have always felt like it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure things may not have always been hunky-dory to where you're like, hey, I feel like getting up on stage and giving it all I have. <laughs> but despite what mm -hmm. you may have been going through, we don't know, mm -hmm. you know, you still said, God, everything I have, I'm putting it all in there. You know, I'm giving it all. And it it has set a blueprint for us to live by, not just to perform by. 
but to live by off the stage as well. Yeah. So, Praise sis, I want to give you kudos to that. Praise God. So. Praise God. You know, um, I thank God for for the mentors in my life mm-hmm. um, that it, it has never been about performance. Yeah. And 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 it's it's not an easy line to walk if you're not really taught how to do it because all of us mm-hmm. who sing, we don't practice to mess up, you no. know? Yeah. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we practice because right. we want to be good at what we do. We want to make sure that we know what beat and what. and but, but that's why your worship, your lifestyle, before you get the microphone is what's the most important you thing. Go. You practice so that, yes, you're skillful at what you do and you're trying to do your best, but... Like you said, the worship part is I got to give my all yeah. no matter what I feel like, Absolutely. no matter if my voice is doing what I mm-hmm. wanted to do. Is it, That's not the purpose yeah. of what we do. Yeah. You know, right. um, the purpose is to magnify him yeah. and to give him everything. Absolutely. And, and. You know, sometimes you're looking ugly, giving them everything. Sometimes you're crying. Mm -hmm. But I'm giving everything. But I'm giving everything. Everything. Absolutely. Because really, going back to what Jamie said, that's the only thing God accepts. Yes. Mm. He's not accepting anything. Mm. He's not Mm. accepting half of our hearts. He's accepting everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Mm. that's really Mm. going back to what worship is. And in order to get out of worship, what you need to get out, you got to put everything in. That's right. That's mm. the point. Absolutely. Mm. Well, you know what? I have a question. Yeah. I have a question for you guys then. This makes me think of this. So, okay. you know, Nicole, you're talking about maybe you didn't always want to be on a stage. And, I mean, there are so many times in my life that I'm like, I don't feel like telling you how awesome you are, God. Like, yeah. I don't feel like <laughs> being in this moment. Mm-hmm. I want to sit in my pity party or whatever it is. So for you guys, what are some things that you do and it's not a like, I'm going to pick myself up by my bootstraps and carry on because I don't believe that we have the ability to do that. I think we need mm-hmm. Jesus for that. Mm-hmm. But how do you guys handle those times in life where you're like, I just plain out don't feel like doing this. And you guys are all leaders in this space. And so I think that's right. why I'd love to hear from you guys as well. What does that look like for y'all? Well, I'll start off and then we can go around. Um, but but to me, yeah. I heard a message on Sunday when, when the, the pastor was talking about the enemy mm-hmm. and our flesh. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and and who you are and your flesh. Yes. Um, I, 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 I'll just speak for me. I have to crucify my flesh yes. every day. Okay, yeah. Yep, you yep. know? And so in those yep. times when I don't yep. feel like it, I, I, my spirit recognizes that that's my flesh. Absolutely. And so it's like, mm. Satan, get behind me. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and you have to live in that space. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to recognize that it's your flesh. Um, like you said, we're singers. But but if you're a mother at home and you don't feel like giving God praise, mm-hmm. who asked you if you felt like That's it? right. It's not about what <laughs> you right. feel. If, you, if we live our lives yes. by our feelings, then nobody's going to be happy but the mm-hmm. enemy. That's right. You know, and so as a That's believer, right. mm-hmm. as a believer, right. you have to understand that we crucify our flesh daily. Yeah. And that means what daily. we're... Yeah. Yes. It's not about... You can't be driven. Yes, God has given us all of our feelings and our emotions and they're beautiful, but you can't cannot be driven no. by them. You have to be led by the Holy Spirit. That's right, Cece. And I think also on top of what you're saying is we have to speak the truth to the lie. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the lie is you can't do this. The lie is you're no good. The lie is the enemy just speaking his jabber. But we have to declare the truth of who God is, even in the midst of I don't feel like it, even in the midst of the accusations that might be coming. 
we speak truth, we sing truth in the face of lie, and I believe of the lies, and that becomes our weapons, that becomes the weapons of our warfare that are not carnal, but are mighty yeah. through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So sometimes yes. our, our declaration of praise in the midst of worship is our battle cry, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the thing that actually yeah, breaks through to the other side of what we're trying to go. And so... I was recently asked um, in an interview, you know, how have you, how has your philosophy about worship changed over the years? You know, I've been leading worship, you know, all of my adult life. Um, I'm 46, so that's your baby. Time. Um, <laughs> but um, thank you. I'll t- I'll take that. Um, but but you know, the question was, how has my philosophy changed? And I said, the challenge has actually been, how do I keep my philosophy the same? Mm-hmm. How do I keep it pure? Mm-hmm. It's not about albums or, or mm-hmm. the next song, or is this going to be a hit song or is this, and, and as a worship leader, how do I keep it? How, how do I not turn into like, oh, I have to go lead worship today, mm-hmm. but, but I, I st- keep to. the same posture of, I get yes, to right. go do this. I get right. to lead worship yeah. today. So that's been the challenge is that yeah. the purity of my heart remains the same. It's an intentional mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It's an intentional purity, right? That, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I, it's not going to be about all these other things and the worship, you know, the industry of worship and the yeah. career, mm-hmm. but it's about, you know, key, you know, it's about Jesus and I just simply love him. Yeah. And I just want to, it's just all I've ever wanted to do is just sing to him my entire <laughs> life, you know, from the time I was seven years old. And so how do I mm-hmm. maintain that posture? Mm. For me, I'm sitting here amongst greatness <laughs> with all sorts of awards and albums. And I've simply been in the local church and, and doing worship ministry in our local church um, through the years from the time I was a teenager till now, a little over 25 years. I knew and, you way um, back when. It's hard. Uh, you did. I got a story for that. We'll do that another time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've been doing that for so long and that mundane, like every week having to get up there and lead worship, singing the same songs all these years. Mm-hmm. How do we keep it fresh? How do we keep it real? And that goes back to having that lifestyle of worship yeah. because what I do on that platform should simply just be an overflow That's of right. what's going on yeah. in my worship, in my private life, off that platform, yes. off the stage. It's just an overflow of what's going on in my private time with the Lord. And that to me is what keeps Uh worship fresh. Mm -hmm. And then Cece, you mentioned earlier about like Mm -hmm. talking about the songs uh, Mm -hmm. that just exalt his name, that are just all about him. And there is absolutely no way as a Christ follower that I cannot sing those songs without being in awe of who he is. And then that refreshes my time to want to really dig in and go deeper into his presence. So I think when we're talking about like, okay, Jamie, your, to your question of how do you do that? How do you keep it fresh? How do you keep going? The times that you just don't want to, you know, to summarize what everybody has been saying. Yes. Sometimes you just have to, it's a discipline. It's what we do. It's what we get to do. It's an honor. It's a privilege. It's looking at the heart posture. It's looking at our physical posture and it's remembering his goodness, surrendering our lives in our Mm -hmm. everyday moments to his glory and to his honor. That's what keeps us with a heart fresh for worshiping him. Yes. You know, there's a scripture in, in one of the gospels and in, in um, Jesus is um, some of his words and his teachings are being, beginning to offend uh, some of the ears of the hearers and some of the disciples are walking away from him, from following. And um, Jesus turns to the 12 and he says, are you going to leave too? Mm-hmm. And they say, 
Jesus, where would we go? Mm. You have the words of eternal life. Who are we going to turn to? So I think when we know what is available in his presence, when we know what's on the other side of the sacrifice, even when we don't feel like it, and we bring in the sacrifice anyway, and we know that we're going to be renewed we're gonna be transformed. And so uh, those of you who are watching, you know, I don't know what you're facing today. Um, You know, there's all kinds of circumstances represented, but you can know that God is so good that when we come to Him in our brokenness, in our fullness, we are changed, we are renewed as we begin to just pour out our love on Him and give him everything and come to him with hearts surrendered. He, he, he comes to us, he meets us there and he changes us, he renews us, he transforms us. So Father, I thank you. God, we thank you for what is available because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. We have been given access into your presence anytime, any place when we're alone in our rooms, uh, when we're when we're in a room full of people. God, we can come to you. And we know that that we are changed in your presence. So Father, we just invite you right now into our homes, into our hotel rooms, into our cars. I don't know, wherever wherever we're watching this, God, we invite you into this moment, into our hearts. And we just say, where can we go? Where would we go? You have the words of eternal life. You have the words. You are, our, you are life to us. And we love you and we just give you everything today, afresh and anew. Let us see things the way you see them because the, the beauty of, of coming into your presence is we are elevated and we get to see things. We get a little peek at how you see things. And so those problems seem a lot smaller. Those mountains seem a lot smaller after we're, when, when we're with you. And so I thank you for that right now, Jesus, the transforming presence of God. Thank you for changing us that we can go from glory to glory. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.